Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tepele Kosi Pakaya. Oh dear Jesus. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Well, are you ready? Have you been blessed thus far? Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. Zun de lendo sapat karat kofes. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Are you there? Read together loud as you can. One, two, go. Read it again. One, two, go. He said, Lest Satan might outwit us. Or in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Now, it takes a lot of teaching for a man of God to say this about Satan to his church and be telling the truth. That means he's talking to a knowledgeable church. He's talking to a people who have brilliant fire, not just favor, but people who are Students of the word and can smell Satan from a mile away. We are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant of his schemes. And just the fact that he even called it schemes means he really knows Satan. Now, so how is it that this can be said about the devil? The answer is simple. Because the precedence of the devil is recorded in scriptures. You see, it is to our spiritual advantage that the devil is a spirit. He cannot grow old. He cannot improve. Come on, are you with me? He has not changed. And so he's predictable. For the one who studies the word of God, you can say this about him. We are not ignorant of his devices. Because it's the same old tricks. From Genesis to Revelation, in the book of Genesis, he's called the serpent. And in Revelation, he's called that old serpent, meaning he has not changed. The same one in Genesis, same old tricks, that old serpent. Same old tricks. And so we need the church to not be unaware. We need the church to be aware of the devices, of the schemes of the devil. You see, sometimes I say the church and I just wonder, how did we come about these ideas? Because we are more influenced by mental models and by traditional culture than by the word of God. There are just some things we've not really thought out. 
One of the funniest ways I've seen people, you know, approach spiritual warfare. One of the funniest ways I've seen Christians pray. And that proves to me that we don't even listen to ourselves. You see people do this. I bind, I lose, I bind, I lose, I bind, I lose. And I'm like, Which one? <laughs> you see, we are so trained to pray without really thinking. Do you want to bind or lose? Where did we learn to pray like that? I can go on to give you example upon example. Sometimes you don't need to watch Comedy Central respectfully. Just hear some Christians pray. In their idiosyncratic behavior, they're just praying the way they heard others pray. And unfortunately, the examples they copied were wrong. Some assault seven times and die. Why? Why so dramatic? So, for a man of God to say we are not ignorant of his devices, some study has gone on. This is, this is brilliant fire. So, we are fervent, but listen, we are not ignorant. We are not chasing the wind. We are not grasping the air. We know what we are doing. We wield our spiritual weapons with precision. We know how to stop the devil on his tracks. Come on, say loud amen if that's true about you. Amen. For example, in the context in which he was speaking, what he was talking about is something that a lot of Christians don't even know about. So now when you, when you hear people say, we're not ignorant of his devices, what comes to your mind traditionally is, in the night, you go to your window and you see a black cat. And they're like, ah, Satan, you're disguising. I know it's you. We are not ignorant. That's ignorance. <laughs> Do you know how many innocent animals have been killed? You know, for, for someone who grew up in a traditional warfare, you know, background, no owl is innocent. No owl is innocent. Always quick to pour oil. And I'm saying all this respectfully. Now, if someone doesn't know Celebration Church, they'll be like, we're big on the power of God, as you will see tonight. But we do it with precision and with understanding. We are not ignorant of his devices. We don't pray in case prayers. We pray with discernment. If an animal is possessed by demons, we know. And if the animal is just being an animal, we know. We don't set it ablaze just in case. We don't operate with fear. 
when we raise general prayers like any charm in the village, any charm in the village, tied against you. Now, that's in case. You are praying in case. Not by revelation, not because you knew there was any such charm. But you are praying just in case. That's not discernment. That's a grope in the dark. Groping in the dark. So why would Paul say we are not ignorant of his devices? You know, we read verse 11. Verse 10, he says, Now, whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For indeed... For if indeed I have forgiven anything, I have forgiven that one, that one for your sakes, in the presence of Christ. She now says, lest Satan should have the advantage. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, listen. So he says, even if there are legitimate causes for offense, I forgive lest Satan should have the advantage. You know, now, many people can be prayer warriors and still be victims of the stratagems of the devil. Because respectfully, I don't know if it's your experience, some of the most prayerful people, some, happen to also be unforgiving. And so they are wondering why they have so little results. Because they are ignorant of the strategies of the devil. So now, this text tells you that unforgivingness creates an opening for the operation of devils in your life. And just so that the devil doesn't have the advantage, you must forgive. It's no longer about um, if the person deserves forgiveness or many times, in fact, all the time, if the person even asks for forgiveness. You forgive lest Satan have the advantage. Now, that's warfare intelligence. Warfare intelligence. Because you can be right and spiritually vulnerable. Yes, the person was wrong. You are right. In fact, and the devil is whispering, don't let it go. Don't let it go. Lest it's, you know, that thing we do in secondary school, where we are even inclined to forgive, but someone comes and says, eh? Did you hear what he said? Let me give you the amplified version. He said, you don't have sense. That is to say, <laughs> if they do an S X-ray, if they open your cranium, they won't find gray matter. Ah, I can't take that. I can't take that. <laughs> have you had someone try to do that to you before? Say no. In fact, then they say, we can't take that. <laughs> we can't take that. <laughs> Not like they're going to join you to fight too. We can't take that. And you begin to fume. And if you're not careful, you do foolish things. We are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Say, I'm not ignorant of the devil's devices. The Greek word translated devices, just so you know, is not talking about Android or iOS. The Greek word is noema. Noema is spelled N-O-E-M-A. And it, simple, it simply means schemes or purposes. Schemes 
Because you see, traditionally, every time you think about the devil, you think about charms. You don't think about strategies. You don't think about schemes. You don't see the devil scheming. But he's letting you know that the devil is a schemer. He's a schemer. Look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, that's another word, the wiles of the devil. What's that word? Greek word, metadoia. It means trickery. Trickery. Where the devil tries to trick you. Also, the devil does that a lot. In fact, that's his predominant strategy. Trickery. And so what is the armor of God? Mostly information, belt of truth, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. It's information. That's your defense against trickery. Come on, are you with me? So now, you can you can be prayerful and yet vulnerable. Because hear me and hear me well. Your number one defense against the devil is information. That's why he said we are not ignorant against his schemes. Meaning it's a knowledge matter. You are as powerful as you are knowledgeable. It's a knowledge matter. In what way does the devil trick you? You see, that word was used in Ephesians 4, 14. It says, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by every cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. That's the same Greek word, deception, metadoia. Deception. That's what the devil does. So in what way does the devil try to deceive? First and foremost, the Bible tells us that he pretends to be an angel of light. Meaning, more often than not, when the devil comes for you, he's not going to present himself as one who is obviously against you. He's going to pretend to be in your interest. Listen, this is spiritual understanding. Listen, this is not Nollywood. This is Bible. He's not going to come in a red dress. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. He will pretend to be an angel of light. It will be as if he has good advice. Such that when you say, get thee behind me, Satan, people around will think you are harsh. Why so serious? Does it warrant it? Why did you have to talk to him like that? Because we don't always see Satan at work. I mean, from our natural lenses. What could Peter have been doing wrong? Jesus, he said you're going to die. How can dying be a good thing? It's not your portion. Jesus, is not your portion in Jesus' name. How can you say you die? 
And Jesus saw trickery. Get thee behind me, Satan. For you savor not the things that be of God. Now that's discernment. Please, are you with me? You know, and interestingly, you become aware of the devices of the devil, not primarily by reading every uh, deliverance book that you find, because that's more likely to deceive you, I'm sorry to say. In fact, it looks like you'll be more ignorant the more you do that. Here is what you need to do. The Bible says, they that know their God shall be strong and do what? <laughs> it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's your defense. That's your defense. It's like a scoreboard principle. Someone told the scoreboard principle and it's so brilliant. In the game of basketball, the irony is if you spend time looking at the scoreboard because you are obsessed about it and you want to make sure you are winning, your attention is drawn from the game and so you are not even in the position to influence the scoreboard positively. So the irony is if you care about the scoreboard enough, focus on the game. That's how to change the scoreboard. And this is how it works as it pertains to keeping the devil at bay. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. You know one text that we always misconstrue? The Bible says, resist the devil. Did he say steadfastly? You know, some people think that text means Every time, every day, at least thrice a day. Satan, I resist you. I resist you. It says resist the devil by being steadfast in the faith. So it is steadfastness in the faith that resists Satan. Come on, are you, are you with me? Just by taking your position well, in knowledge and favor, then the devil is resisted. Because you see, flies don't play around the food that is on fire. That's just it. That's just it. And the irony is, if your food is cold, then that's when you'll be busy doing your hand like this. <laughs> Trying to ward off the flies. If the food is as it should be, no fly is going to be perching. Just be more conscious of who you are in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able, come on, are you with me? To stand against the wiles of the devil. So it turns out that our obsessive focus on Satan might have made us more vulnerable. It just might have. Because the average believer has been told more about the power of Satan than about the power of God. The average believer has been trained to tell God about his problems instead of being trained to tell his problems about God. We need to rise up in the consciousness of our identity in God and watch things change. Watch things change. Because in our true identity, the mountains you are trying to move 
will move on their own. That's when you will know that they are automated. As you approach, they will skip like rams. Skip like rams. Jesus walks into a place and demons are crying out. Have you come to torment us? They're crying out. He didn't have to say anything. Just his presence was torment. That's your identity. That's your identity. And you can learn this for five years until you let go of the mental models, all the Nollywood movies that have told you about the devil and painted a picture like God is really powerful, but it's, it's close. God is powerful, but it's close. Because every time the man of God was fighting a herbalist in the movies, he almost lost his life. So he will be fighting on the floor about to die. Then he will just quote Psalm 23. Just one last text. Then like, God bless you. Lightning will now fall. Rubbish. <laughs> Hallelujah. If we embraced, you know, just the mere ideology of Psalm 23, what a foundation we will have. I mean, look at it. Listen, I like the fact that the theology influenced his conclusion. The Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, I shall not want. You see, many times our theology does not influence our conclusion. What a way to think. Uh, if the Lord is my shepherd, I'm not just camping around learning, learning it in Hebrew and Greek. It influences my conclusion immediately. If it is true that the Lord is my shepherd, therefore, I shall not want. And you are painting scenarios of provision and protection. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Now, you are singing songs of provision, songs about the good shepherd. That, that's a psalm, a song. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And here is the part. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, are you with me? And tell me if you believe this or not. It says, yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what did he say? I fear no evil. Oh, now, you need to renew your mind because you've been thought to fear. Fear is a learned behavior. There's a reason you see the devil the way you see the devil. <laughs> you learn the wrong things. And sometimes, and listen, 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 there are some things you must begin to correct. You know all those things we used to do for our children just to get them behave? Because you don't want them to enter that dark room. You say, hey, hey, oh, Juju is there. You know, there's something scary there. And you have ingratiated fear into the consciousness of that child. Stop that. Don't teach your children to be afraid. Come on, are you with me? And sometimes it is relatives that do it for you. So you must learn to respectfully tell them, no, no, don't tell my child. There's no juju there. Please, please, please. 
don't. You must renew your mind from Christian movies that have done more harm than good. This is what the psalmist says. Even though, <laughs> my God, meaning even if I go there, he's not just talking about, you know, the trials you're facing, No, If I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk, say, rehearse it with me. Say, even though I walk, through the valley of the shadow of death, say, I fear no evil. Say it again. Say, I fear no evil. Why? He says, because you are with me. Ah, you are with me. Listen, the reason you are afraid is because you have not been told about who is with you. You have not really learned about God. You've learned about the devil. You never learned about God. Who is God? You've been told who the devil is all your life. You've been told who the devil is in Sunday school. The question is, who is God? Do you know who God is? Like, God is with you and you're scared? And you're scared? Listen, listen. If this simple consciousness is with you, it will change your life. That as long as God is with me, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. I'll fear no evil. And if you don't get it, you don't know who God is. You don't get it, you don't know who God is. As long as God is with you, nobody can threaten you. You must believe that. Nobody. 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 Uh -huh. Even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For thou art with me. Your rod and your staff have brought me comfort. <laughs> I'm so comfortable. I'm so chill. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. The reason I'm saying this is, if we come here and I just pray for everybody, it won't still do anything much, anything long-lasting, if you have the mentality of defeat. Always so scared. Always so intimidated. That has to change. In fact, say that has changed. So let me tell you and make a quick differentiation. God is the uncreated creator. The devil was created. He used to be an angel before he fell from grace. Stop seeing the devil as the equal opposite of God. Even at his best, they were not mates. You, you have to understand that. Listen, are you aware that God has never fought the devil before? He'll be a big bully to do that. God has never fought. How did the devil, you know, according to regular theological, you know, understanding, um, Lucifer, I'm saying that because there's just some things that can be challenged, you know. Michael bound him and kicked him out of heaven. 
And but we know for sure that at the end, it is Michael again that will bind him in chains and throw him in the bottomless pit. It's Michael. God has never fought Satan before. He'll be, do you know who God is? Do you know who God is? You know, you know, one text that almost blew my, my, my entire, entire brain out, you know, years ago. The Bible says he humbles himself to behold the things in heaven. So just the fact that there is a throne that God can sit on is an example of humility. And so I'm, now I'm, I'm, I'm like, what? 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 That even the angels around the throne dare not look. So they are constantly covering their face. Listen, before Lucifer fell, he still couldn't look. Talk less of now. Talk less of now. He's not the equal opposite of God. Never has been. Never will be. They're not mates at all. Then God is in you. He lives in you. Ah, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm taking my time because that's what mind renewal requires. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Say that with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, say, I fear no evil. Say it again. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Say, thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they have brought me comfort. Hallelujah. Say, I have comfort from fear. I have nothing to be scared of. Hallelujah. Any negative influence over any family here expires in this meeting. It expires. Years ago, this was 2012. A lady came and said, I want you to pray for my friend. She won't come for prayers because she's tired. I said, what is the matter? And she said, she belongs to the Marine Kingdom. And she has gone to many churches for help, and they couldn't help. I said, can I see her? And so the lady came. I said, I want to pray for you about this. She said, Pastor, I'm tired. I don't want to. So not to start arguing, I just said, can I, can I try? <laughs> I laid hands on her like this in the office. She fell flat on the floor and saw a vision. The water where she goes every night, she was going as usual, and all of them, you know, <laughs> All of them were running away. I don't like this. Go away. Go away. <laughs> so she opened her eyes a few minutes after. I said, what happened? <laughs> she said, they ran away from me. I said, they are not coming back. <laughs> they are not coming back. Enongos kafa run sepelen dongisu talepates. Endeleko karikos 
Velendondrika Sutekea. Now, the example I want to give, even if in exact context they were wrong, it just tells you the mentality that they had. Now, just imagine Jesus telling the Jews, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And they immediately respond, we've not been in bondage to anyone. It's a mentality. In exact context, they were wrong. But it just tells you the mentality of the Jew. We've not been in bondage. There are some families you come, you come into, you, 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 you connect yourself to generational blessings. They don't know of all those strange gods and there are still clean lineages. If you didn't meet your own like that, you are going to start it like that. It will become known about you, your family, your household. These ones, we just notice the people who get connected just rise. Say in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I begin a precedence of generational blessings. Of my children born and yet unborn. I give you a few minutes. Begin to pronounce blessings. 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 Enter Kepeli Enter Kepaya. Enter Kepai. Zutelemen de cons. Sonde repeletaya. Kembeletongras. Zepenemataya. Generational blessings. Generational blessings. Generational blessings. Generational blessings. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. Eternal Mahaya. I'm giving 10 more seconds. There is, there is a cloud of glory here. A cloud of glory. Generational blessings. I come with an authority stronger. 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 Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.